Welcome to the Born Unbreakable Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. From lost trauma, disappointments, and devastation to healing hope and betterment, what has grounded me is my unbreakable spirit. We all have that spirit within us. Every week, I'm here to inspire you with stories of perseverance and growth. My mission is to help you crush self-limiting beliefs and to be unapologetically you. You are your only limit, so take action today. Let your unbreakable ride begin now. This episode is brought to you by Brasserie, reinventing the bra strap. Ladies, say goodbye to those tacky clear straps when you want to show off those shoulders. Brasserie is more than just a bra strap. It's my new favorite fashion accessory with styles from dainty to daring. Guys, these make the perfect gift for a special lady in your life too. Go to brasserie.com, that's B-R-A-S-E-R-I-E.com to check out the stunning collection. Use promo code BUSHIP to get free shipping on your order. That's B-U-S-H-I-P. Welcome, everyone, back to the Born Unbreakable podcast. I could not be more thrilled to have our special guest today. My friend Carrie Kish is with us. Carrie is a professional coach. He's been a coach for many years, everything from sports teams to businesses. He actually has had and sold and has currently multiple businesses and helps clients to get unstuck and lean into their greatness. And now more than ever is a time when we need people like Carrie. Carrie's also a dad of three kids. So able to manage fatherhood, businesses, helping clients is a pretty miraculous thing, but I'm, I'm just so honored to have him. Um, funny story, Carrie and I actually met because of this beautiful thing that in a pandemic, you've got all these ways to meet people and network on Clubhouse. So I don't know if folks are familiar with Clubhouse, but it is a thing right now that is only available to Apple users. So our Android friends, I you'll be able to get on there too soon too, but it is the latest craze in terms of being able to network and have amazing international conversations. So if you are an Apple user, go ahead and check that out. You could find Carrie on there at, at Carrie Kish. Um, but that's actually how we met and found a lot of commonalities. And I just knew right away I needed to have him on the show. So Carrie, welcome. Thank you so much, Des. Honored, honored to be here and be a part of the Unbreakable podcast. I mean, couldn't think of a better place to to spend some time today and share 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 stories and uh, hopefully uh, help help provide some value that helps some others kind of move forward with whatever they've got cooking. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, what I really wanted to spend some time with Carrie on today is talking about how we get unstuck, you know, especially during this time of a pandemic where people are going through transitions. I would venture to say we are opening up. So hopefully there people are feeling hope and possibility as we look to both be successful in this virtual world that I think a lot of us are familiarizing ourselves with, but also 
actually being back out and able to maybe do even more things. But there's there's still some challenges I think many of us face in terms of having the right mindset to be able to do that. But before we get into those questions, Carrie, I would just love for you to tell us a little bit more about you, your story, your personal story, and how you got into coaching to where you are today. Yeah, thanks, Des. So yeah, no, well, what I, I mean, I've always been into coaching and and from a mindset standpoint, always, you know, been, uh, I guess, an achiever, you know, for whatever, when it goes back to, you know, having paper roots when you're a kid and winning school sales contests with, you know, you know, for different things and always, you know, in competing in sports and then um, moving into, you know, as, as you navigate uh, having businesses, things like that. Yeah. Like buying businesses, selling businesses and being involved with stuff and just kind of whether it's franchising or my own or all kinds of stuff and just always being interested in that and, the, and that mindset of I'd rather work, you know, 68 hours a week for myself than 40 hours a week for someone else for the same amount of money. Right. So I've always kind of dug into that and knowing that, you know, that there's no cap on where I can go and what I can do. So applying that once I had, you know, a family and, and so being involved with my kids with coaching, you know, being from Canada, so lacrosse and hockey stereotypical, you know, coaching, coaching those with my kids all the time and, you know, and volleyball and, and you know, and all, all kinds of stuff. So being involved with that and, that and that was, that was truly, I knew, I knew that the, the parallel between the coaching of sports and through some of the businesses that I had with, uh, from a leadership standpoint of leading management teams and and mentoring through that element of it and coaching through that. So, you know, whether it's HR stuff of, you know, hiring, firing, oh, I have a staff problem here. How do I deal with this in my staff? I've got a culture issue in my, in my store. How can I support it? How can I fix it? So in moving all of that, so naturally, you know, coaching for years in that element. And what really I found flipped my switch is when, you were able to kind of point something out that was in someone's blind spot that they've been, they feel that they couldn't do. And I, and I'll use the example of going back to even with seven-year-old kids, right? Canada, I'm going to go back to a hockey example. So, all right. So going back to it as seven-year-old kids, like coaching a group of seven-year-old kids when my, when my son, like I've got three kids. So, but uh, so when there was, when one of them was seven coaching and somebody on the team on the ice at a time, we're working on our shots and raising the puck off the ice. And they couldn't do it, couldn't do it. I can't do it. I just can't do it. You know, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. But all of a sudden, you notice something as a coach that it's like, hey, you know what? If you just tried this, like move your hand this way or shift your weight this way or just explaining it in, in a different way. And all of a sudden, that kid sees sees it come off the ice for the first time ever, right? And and the, his face and what he is like, wow, like I can do this, right? And then right back, they do it again. And knowing that, it wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't the one that did it for him. Right. And that's kind of the, you know, that, that thing about coaching is it's, yeah, like you could do it. You just needed a different perspective, someone to show, you know, show you what's in your blind spots. What do you need? Just a little bit of a different kind of shift on, and then you can do it. And now the kid goes, he's on fire. He's like, man, all he does is shoot the puck and he tries other things in that thing. And his confidence goes out the roof. Now he's trying, you know, all these other things. And, and so at, you know, so way back when that was the thing that it's like, that's what, that's what lit my fire. That's what flipped my switch is being able to kind of point those things out with people to see them discover something that they already had in them, but they didn't know it was there. And so that's what kind of moving, you know, where that kind of spark was to get into the coaching field, you know, just 
as a coach, right? And then I'd always have people asking me things about, oh, you know, with fitness, like, oh, how do you do this? What's an idea with this? And I had some coaching, like uh, health and fitness coaching, you know, businesses over the years. And it just wasn't, it wasn't for me, right? I mean, because the material is out there everywhere. And I, I mm -hmm. said, like, Des, honestly, and if it was only about information, right, for, you know, the entire world would be ripped in billionaires right now, because the information is out there. It's about what do we need to do from a consistency standpoint, from discipline to actually implement it. And that's where, again, being able to support people with that is is a key. And so when in moving through, you know, kind of fast forward to what got me into coaching in life coaching and helping people and supporting them through what they're doing and struggles and overcoming adversity. And I call it like my thing is like, you know, turning setbacks into comebacks is going through divorce, right? Being married for almost 15 years. And then, you know, and being a busy dad, right? With with everything we've already kind of mentioned and talked about between businesses and coaching and all the rest of it. And 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 then and just finding it was super busy. And so for those of you that are maybe in a spot like this, I'll, I'll share a little like, you know, when you're busy and you kind of feel, you know, that that connection, you're missing that connection with your spouse, right? And it's like, man, like we used to do this, we used to do this and I know, but I, but man, we're so busy, right? Like high-fiving at the door, you're moving around. And, and I remember having conversations at the time saying, hey, like I miss you, right? Like, you know, we're so busy. Like, should we book in date night? Should we figure this out? Should we like, you know, what can we do to kind of make sure that we, you know, not 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 lose the connection but get that connection back and grow as well moving forward right and 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 the response you know was hey you know what well you know it's just busy that's life you know we all get busy and and that's what it is right and i'm like okay well if that's what it is that what it is that's what it is right and and unfortunately when i when i look back now and I'll, i'm in a spoiler alert i'll fast forward a little bit here but the lesson i learned in looking back of because i think that whenever we have adversity and we go through something we consider a setback we have to figure out what was our role in making that happen right and owning it a hundred percent and so in diving in and saying you know why why did this happen what role did i play how could i have shown up better what didn't i do what was i doing enough of what should i've done more of all of those questions and Cole's notes and the whole thing together, I wasn't pursuing excellence in every area of my life. And that is the summary that I got out of it at the end. That's where, you know, and and, and I mean, and I can go back to so many different things. We, we can touch on it later, but that that's what my role was in it, right? I wasn't, yeah, I was comfortable, right? Or, you know, and I, I was stuck, but I didn't know I was stuck. That's the scariest place to be, right? Is Is so in coming back to that and saying, hey, you know what, like, do we need to do this? Oh, we're good. We'll just keep, keep, keep pushing forward. Right. Okay. So that's what we kept doing. And then eventually finding out that there were things happening, you know, in my marriage extracurricularly that weren't, weren't okay with, with me. Right. And then, you know, going through a phase of, we, you know, are we working on it? Are we not working on it? And then eventually, I mean, we know the, how, how that worked out. So, so moving, moving forward through that is, is taking that and finding the opportunity, the lesson, right. I said, okay, that's something that obviously I don't wish divorce on absolutely anyone, but I'm definitely not going through this again. So what do I need? But I didn't want to set up barriers and go, you know, live on a mountain by myself for the rest of my life. So it's like, what do you need to do? What do you need to fix? How do you need to show up better to make sure that the next time that's not going to happen again, the next relationship I'm in, what that is. And, and, and in searching in that, in that, the things that I looked for that I couldn't find, whether it was support, whether it was conversations I wanted to have, especially with 
I, I had so many, and I'm grateful, so grateful that I have so many people in my life that love me, my, my family, like parents, brothers and sisters, friends, everything else. And I had so many people that were like, Hey, if you want to talk, I'm here for you. I've got this, you know, and, and, and truly right now I could call how many people that would do that. But what I was searching for was someone that stood where I was standing. Right. And no one else had been there. Right. And, and so I appreciated them reaching out, but I didn't want to keep explaining something to someone that isn't going to get it because they weren't there. So I searched for someone that stood where I was standing, had gone through it, right? Not, not stayed there. I mean, there are terrible things that happen to people all over this world. There's no question about it, that they are completely justified in being a victim and staying there and they're tragic. But I looked at it and said, do I want to stay here? How is that serve me? How does that serve my kids? And it's like, no, I'm not staying here. So I searched for someone that had been through it and was successful on the other side. And the third, the third key to that was someone that was outside my circle because I didn't want my friends or people in my circle to kind of know, like, you know, that dirty laundry where it's like, you know, oh, well, if it does work out, well, this was, this happened and they're still, you know what I mean? Whatever stories that we tell ourselves that other people are saying about us and everything else. So that's what I searched for. And I couldn't, I couldn't find a lot of that. So part of my my mission, my passion, what I want to do is provide that space for others that are in those moments, whether it's through health and fitness, they don't want people to know that they're struggling with something or their image they have themselves, whether it's in relationships, whether you're in a relationship that you know that there's something that's not quite right. You don't know what it is, but there's tools, there's questions we can ask ourselves, things to figure out what that is. And then what we can do to try to help the situation, right? To show up better. And then if there's people that are just getting out of a relationship. There may be people listening to this podcast right now, Des, that found out five minutes ago that their relationship is over, right? What do you need to do right now as a result of that? Like a 911, what are the steps? Helping people in that chapter of where they're at. And then once the dust settles and you know you, you do have a little bit of distance from that, how do you take those lessons? How do you move forward and use it as a springboard into success for the rest of your life? And so from a relationship standpoint, right, that's that's where I do, you know, do the work with that as well with people, right? And people that aren't in a relationship that want to be in a relationship. Okay, what do you need to do to be ready for it, right? And why are you not getting into one? Is it, you know, different, you know, we all hear law of attraction, stuff like that. But it's like, if you're not ready to be in a relationship, you're not going to magically get into one because, and that's actually the, you know, whatever, I believe in God, the universe. I mean, you can list a thousand things, but it's, if you're, if it's, 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 all of those things protecting us that if we actually went into a relationship when we're not ready, when we're not healed, when we can't show up how we want to, it's not going to end well. So it's actually helping you help yourself along the way that you're going to be prepared and ready to go. So I know that's a long-winded answer it does, but that's kind of what put me into the coaching thing and being able to kind of serve and support people. And ultimately, because I call those dark days, my storm right? When I was in the storm, like literally I did not laugh for probably two to two and a half years of my life. I went out and went, oh, ha, ha, you know what I mean? I had that, but I did not laugh. The weight that was, that I carried around the mask that I wore as a member of the community that owned businesses and coached and, you know, had the perfect family and did this and this and all that. And I didn't laugh. And so my goal as a coach is to help people exponentially shorten the time that they are in that storm. Holy moly, Carrie, (laughs) 
Seriously, you just dropped all kinds of diamonds right now. I'm, I'm like taking notes and feeling all the feels. And, you know, there's so much that you said that resonated with me. Um, one of the things that I think is really critical for, for anyone that's listening, whether it's a relationship or some place of a pivot or a transition in your life and you're reflecting, owning your shit is a big part of the first step, mm. right? Is putting that magnifying glass on yourself or looking in the mirror and, and recognizing your part in whatever it is that you might be stuck in. And I, I do think that's important because when you do the inner work, that's where the magic happens. And it's clear and evident through everything that you just described that you started at that place of saying, okay, there might be different things that I can assess and whether it was in your relationship, what your partner was doing, but you started with, I got to figure out what's going on with me and what my place in, mm. you know, my place was in this. And I think that's just, it's such an important thing for us to take a purposeful pause and, and to recognize. So I just acknowledge you for that because it's easy to avoid, right? It's easy to place blame and just kind of push things off into other directions and not recognize where where you're at and how you could grow out of situations. I think the second thing that I heard you say was about, and this is, to me, this is very courageous and brave and uncomfortable. So this would be the second thing is, you went to somebody that was outside of your comfort zone that didn't know you, that could kind of get you to that next level because doing it with the people around you weren't gonna get you there. You know, that wasn't going to get you there. It was mm. getting outside of that comfort zone to say, okay, this is an opportunity for me to be the next best version of myself. Carrie 2.0, you know, what does Carrie 2.0 look like? Yeah. And that, that requires other resources, other expertise to do that. So I think just the bravery and the courage to seek that help, to seek that guidance, to seek that expertise is amazing. And, and the fact that you've turned that into your current job now, your profession and your passion is to help other people is really incredible. Um, so I just wanted to pause and kind of align with you. And as somebody who's gone through divorce um, myself, uh, knows what it's like to be in the, the um, in a ball on the floor questioning life's purpose, you know, all of those kinds of things. And so um, I know that yeah. it's not easy. I know that it ain't easy, my friend, but I do, I do want to get back to something um, that's important that I think we could get into a conversation about for folks is um, you mentioned being in the storm. And I think in life we have many storms. So often I would imagine when people come to you for help, they're probably in one of those. So what is one of the first things that you do when folks come to you and are trying to get out of the storm so they can figure out what's next for them? Oh, great question. As too, and and that's and there's there's so many things. I mean, I think the the first thing, right? I guess from a nine one one standpoint, no matter what what it's about, whether it's relationships, career, health, and fitness, wherever it is, right? There's the first thing is I have the a rule of a rule of three. Number one, do no harm. 
right? That is number one, do no harm. And the three parts of that is do no harm to yourself, do no harm to others, and do no harm to anything. And that is the almost the, the guiding rudder that steers the ship of every decision that you need to make moving forward. So no matter how far it gets, no matter how deep you are in the mud, how, how far out in the middle of the ocean you are without paddles in a rowboat that's getting tossed around in the dark and raining and and because that's what it feels like. You're totally out of control, right? Do no harm to yourself, do no harm to others, and do no harm to anything. And if you guide every decision with moving forward that you cannot help but come out in on the on the top side of it. Right. So so and and so the acknowledgement of that is that is that where where that is using moving forward is again in order to know where you want to go, you have to be very realistic of where you are to start, right? If we want to drive across the country, you don't just, you know, you, you have to know your starting point. And that's not at a point of being, you know, to, to cut people down or to be self-deprecating and, and get into a pity party of where we are and what's going on. No, that's the gift in it, right? Is realizing where you're at because now you know where you want to go. And even a, a quick story on on that specific type. I remember when I first, in when that line was drawn in the sand in my, in my marriage that I knew it was over. And I said, okay, time to move out. As a 45-year-old man, I moved into my parents' basement. And as someone in business and everything and all this other stuff happening, and and I'm like, oh my god, like I'm I'm moving into my parents' basement. I said, I and for me, I was like, how do I make this so that my kids will forget every single second of this? They won't remember any of it at all, right? And and because you know you you and and then and then there was a shift, and I really it was just that realization of saying that you know, and uh, is that this can be, even though, and and how many times in that journey through separation and divorce, especially for me, is that you think you're at rock bottom and then you find yourself lower. And then it's like, holy smokes. And so in moving into my parents' basement, I said, you know, and I'm thinking, how do I get my kids to not remember this? And I'm like, you know what? I want my kids to remember this because the only, the only reason I would want them to forget it is if I was going to stay there. Right. And that was admitting to myself, like said, no, I'm, I'm not staying here. And you may, and now you're accountable when you know where you're at and you don't want to stay there. There's the power of change. The thing of knowing that you're not going to stay there. It doesn't have to be giant. I don't have to move into a giant mansion on the edge of the ocean, you know, with, you know, 14 infinity pools and everything else yet. But as we, as we move out of that, it's like, I want them to remember where I am because we're going to look back at this moment and we're going to say, look where we were and look where we are now and imagine where we're going. So I took pictures of what we were doing and, and just, and we, and we enjoyed it. Right. And as crazy as it was, I'm so grateful. There are people that go through separation, divorce, there's things that happen, everything else that they, they don't have a place like that, that they've, that they're welcomed into, that they can go together. I mean, I could have lived, you know, in a, in an apartment, a one bedroom apartment with three kids when they were with me. And there's people making noise above, below the neighbors dealing drugs. This is going like, who knows where I could have been, but I was in that space. And so embracing that was so big for me. And my kids, even we go back and they, and they laugh about that. I remember when we were in grandma and grandpa's basement and, and we all like, cause, and we had our own beds. We had like sleeping bags, stuff like that set up, but we would all pile into the one bed on some nights. And it was just, you know, and 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade that for anything. It was the point that I look back now and they're like, remember when we used to watch movies on that little square TV, right? You know, stuff like that. It's like, yeah, I do remember guys and look where we're now. And, and the, the point of that isn't to celebrate, look at, you know, and pound my chest and say, look what I'm doing this, this it's the point that I'm trying to drill into them that no matter what life throws at you, no matter how much you think that you're knocked down, you're never out unless you choose that you're out. Wow. That so is huge. That's my, yeah. my you know, that is something that, that to be able to pass that to my kid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Do no harm to yourself. Do no harm to others and, and don't do harm to anything in that process. Because when you're, when you're in an emotional state, it can, it can be difficult, right. To, to kind of even accept all of that. And what a great story. I love that. That's a great memory to, to <laughs> reflect yeah, on. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, you bring up something Absolutely. that I, yeah, that I want to, um, dig into, which is you talk about stories, you know, um, and we have different stories in our lives, uh, at different points, you know, the, it, part of your story was the divorce and the transition to your parents' basement and, you know, and then moving forward. How, what do you tell someone who is struggling with being attached to an old story. So maybe maybe something is just so devastating. It just feels like, how, how do you get out of something that is your whole life just got turned upside down? Um, how do you not say, well, gosh, maybe I deserve this. Maybe, maybe God or the universe thinks that I'm a bad, maybe this was payback from something that I did. Back in the day, I mean, maybe I deserve this. <laughs> you know, how do you get past the muck to move forward in a way that helps you to focus on your future instead of being stuck in the crappy thing that has happened to you and, and your stories? Des, you're in my head. Hey, how do we, all of those questions you say, like, you know, is this payback? I mean, man, I went back over my life with a, microscope of like, man, like, what did I do to get this? So, but such a great question because so many people are there and for people that aren't at rock bottom. And this is another one of my little, you know, my hopes that we can inspire and get people to look at their lives from a different perspective before they hit the rock bottom, before they have that tragic event, that moment. Right. And so going back at that is I call it my, what if the, what if story, what if the what I deemed as success, what if what I deemed as the perfect life, right, of, you know, which I was on my way to, right, you know, we do this, we do this, you got businesses, we'll do this, you know, right off into the sunset, there's friends that are doing better than me, there's friends that are doing worse than me, right, in that comparison game, you know, and everything else. But it's like, you know, and that's how I see it all unfolding. And that's how it's going to go. And then you mentioned it, that your world gets turned upside down, that you feel like it's just it, it's it's over like what what the heck everything i thought was going to you know come come to pass you know come to be a reality is not happening anymore but what if that's not that was you were underselling yourself immensely what if your purpose what if your story is so much bigger than that and you were going to stay where that is what if I thought that my purpose was to work at a certain job and the Groundhog Day every single day for the rest of my life, come home, sit on the couch, complain about this, complain about that, and I never did what I was meant to do? 
And that is where, like you said, whether it's the universe, whether it's God, like everything else, you need that shakeup because they, you know, they knew if I, and unless I had that shakeup, I was going to stay there. Right. Yep. And so, and there's things that I have done as a result of that shakeup that I would have never done without that. And there are people that I've talked to people like, you know, that, that I've connected with. And, and that was my, my thing that if, if, that it is, it is impacted their lives, that if I didn't go through that and embrace it and move forward, there's, there's other people in this world that you may have not have been able to support and influence in, in certain ways. Right. And just think, and that's my, that's my thing on that is that you think it's, it's hard. The, uh, the, the analogy when you, when you, if you lay a string on the ground and you put it in a straight line and you try to push that string, it's going to crumple up. And that's what it's like when, when you're in the storm and you're pushing that string, it makes no sense. It's hard to push. It's a giant knot. You don't know what it looks like. But when you just trust the process and you move through it and you grab the end of that string and you pull, when you look back, it makes complete sense. And trusting the journey is what it's all about. And I'd love, you know, and, and as we kind of move forward, there's even like, you know, in, from that moment when I made that decision that I'm, that I'm doing this no matter what to now. I mean, my, my goal was that if I can support at least one person at one point in time, whether it's a piece of content, whether it's a video I put out, whether it's an interview that I do, whether it's a conversation I have, whatever, if I can support one person at some point in, whether it's three days from now, three years from now, 30 years from now, whatever that is, if it's at least one person and it helps them to get unstuck, helps them get out of the storm, helps them, you know, in whatever capacity that is, that's mission accomplished for me. Yeah. And, and I've already, I mean, so many times, you know, had, had that be, become a reality, right. With conversations I've had with people. So does that, does that make sense? Oh, yeah, it definitely, <laughs> it definitely, definitely makes sense. And, you know, I, I think that one of the most powerful things about what you're talking about is that feeling of not being alone. Mm. You know, when, when, when something difficult happens, that's, I think, a natural thing to feel. It's like, ugh, it's so dark. You, you, you feel alone. And the space that you're providing for people is knowing that they're not, you know, that life happens and it's 10% of what happens to us and 90% of how we choose to react, you know, and that's, that's, the, that's the biggest difference. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely resonate with that. I definitely appreciate everything you've said. Um, you know, one of the other pieces of gold that you talked about, um, going back to you saying, you know, you, know, you went outside of your, your circle and you got help and support, you know, what does support look like? I mean, I think sustainability in terms of moving forward is an important thing. I don't think it's easy. Um, I think we would all be lying to ourselves if we said that we could do it by ourselves. Um, mm. So what, as you know, with the clients that you've worked with and that you've seen personally, um, helps people to create an environment and support that's healthy, that keeps them not just getting past that hurdle of, oh, this is painful and now I think I'm okay, I'm moving forward, but actually the ability to thrive. How do you create an environment that allows you to thrive after you've gone through 
or are maybe in right now something so difficult? Beautiful. And and I, uh, such a great question because with so many people in there, I think when you feel that you're alone, we search for that connection, right? And and I caution people, is, is especially when you're in that emotional state of be very careful who you share your story with because not everybody's in your corner. Right. And I call it, it was, it was, I call it leading with your chin, right. When, when, because we search for that connection and we, and a lot of times you feel so alone and you look, you're searching for that someone that understands or reaching out to if someone has been where I've been and they can help me and support me. And so we, we share our story. And, and I was at that place, like where I would share my story with anybody that would listen. Absolutely. And then found out that not everybody necessarily was listening to that story as from a point of being empathetic or a point of supporting me or they're in my corner. They were there for the gossip. They were there. They were just happy to hear that someone else was doing worse than them or they were, you know what I mean? And, and things like that. And, and, and I call it that in leading with your chin, if you're, if you're a boxer for all the, you know, or any of the, I'm a sports guy, so I use lots of sports analogies, but I mean, coming back to that, when you lead with your chin, sometimes it works where you catch the other guy by surprise, you know, when you're going to come out ahead, but more often than not, eventually, if you lead with your chin, you get knocked the hell out. And I found that that's where sometimes where I felt that I was sharing stories with people and, and it felt, you know, and, 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 and it, and it ended up not serving me. So I go back to that in looking for that support, you you know, and, and this is where I, so many times I do not ignore your intuition. Do not ignore your gut. Your gut will tell you who's with you and who isn't. And that's where I was so fortunate. Des, I'll share this. It, it, and this was in the feeling of being alone and reaching out and trusting your gut. I remember what in, in that, when, when I was, when, when in, in different discoveries and things like that, and I was at, I was at a place where I went in, into my truck and I was going to leave my house one morning. I opened the garage door and I, and I'm in my truck and I went to put, I put my seatbelt on and then I'm like, you know what, actually, I don't need my seatbelt today. I took my seatbelt off and I said, this truck is going into a wall bridge pillar. I don't know what, but I'm going to find something at 180 within the next 10 minutes. Like I'm out, like I'm done. I went to start my truck and look with my finger on the button. And, and whether it was the universe, whether it was God, I, I don't, it wasn't an audible voice, but something was there. Intuition, source, they call it what you want. And it's like, not today. And I sat and it was like, well, why? Right? Like what, what, what possibly, you know, in moving forward, could this, could me still like, how, like I'm done. Right. And it was, it was the thing of like, I've known people that have, been involved and connected to people that were not, not just people that have passed on, but people that committed suicide and everyone that has those questions of what could I have done to, you know, what was my, what didn't I say to them? How, how come I didn't notice? How come I couldn't have helped them? I should have done something to help them. And they walk around with that guilt for the rest of their life. And anybody that, that knows someone like that, at some point, there's that little inside of you, that little bit that's like, well, could I have done something to support them? How come I didn't notice that? And for me, it's like, Carrie, as a father, right? That you love your kids, everything you do is for kids. You want to saddle your kids with that for the rest of your life. Like they're already going to have to go through, you know, with going to two houses and packing their bags. They didn't sign up for that. Yeah. You know what? It's not optimal, but do you want to put that on top of that? That now they have questions that they want to ask their father that you'll never, they'll never be able to get the answers to. And at that point I said, 
no chance. And I made a decision in my truck at that moment, took the keys, closed the garage door and said, no matter how ugly this gets, no matter how bad it gets for me or how perceived I, how my perception of how bad it is, I will not give up. I could be in a cardboard box under the bridge, but I'm still going to be around to answer the questions for my kids and move forward, right? And show them that no matter what life throws at you, because honestly, as a sports guy, it felt like I was in a, in a ballpark, 80,000 people up to bat. I just whiffed on the giant most, you know, the change up curveball, whatever it is, whiffed on it, fell down, you know, white, white uniform, you know, home team fell into the, I'm all dusty, dirty. And, and you get up and everybody's laughing at you and everything. And you, you are completely justified. I would be completely justified in tucking my tail between my legs and heading into the dugout, never showing my face again. Right. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's crappy that that happened and how it unfolded for him. And no one would say anything different, but where's the victory in that? Where's the, and so I said, you know what? I'm dusting myself off while everybody, while I felt everybody's still laughing and everything else. It's like, I'm stepping back into the box and it's like, you know what? And this is, this is so that I can be here for my kids and show them that no matter what happens, no matter what that curveball is. And like you mentioned earlier, right? What, because I had painted that story of what it was supposed to look like, but what if my story is so much better than that? And so stepping back in and knocking the next one out of the damn park. And that's what I'm doing right now. I love that. I think that is, for whatever reason, society and fricking social media today, what, you know, there is some sort of story that we say, this is what it should be, right? When you get married, this is what it should be. When you play the game, the outcome should be that you win, that you're celebrating. Um, and we have an ideal that we're always kind of have in the back of our mind. When that doesn't happen and we get disappointed because now that that story has changed, it has a different ending. Uh, I love your strategy of saying what if, because what if there was something is something better? Mm. And we just don't know that right? It's all in the way that we look at situations. Can look at it like it's complete devastation, or you can look at it like this is just the turning point for the, the thing that is in store for me that's so amazing. I don't even know yet, you know? And that's, that's the beauty. Oh my gosh, I'm just loving this. I'm just loving this <laughs> so much. Um, yeah, this is huge. So, you know, kind of just in summary, I want to honor your time because I do have some more questions to ask you. You know, I, I just think that if you are right now, somebody going through something, um, just know that you are not alone, that you can get those resources. And if you have that moment like Carrie had, you know, in the truck, um, there, there it's, you are so important to stick around for, to do more and be great for, and there's people around you that need that, that greatness. So don't, don't give up, you know, don't, don't give up. And, um, if you need to reach out to Carrie or, you know, somebody that can help you to, to kind of get past that, then, you know, start to do, to do that research because, um, staying in that valley of despair, 
uh, is not serving, you know, right, is not serving you and is not serving the people around you. So uh, it's so powerful. I think your your stories are incredibly motivating, uh, hopefully for others. Um, but I do have some other questions that I want to, uh, to dig into a little bit, because one of the things that I really want people listening to the show to know is that we are uniquely who we are. And there's something special about all of us. And there is a greatness that each of us have to give to the world that's a little different than someone else's greatness. You know, there's mm -hmm. people that we look up to, there's people that influence us and that keep us going. But at the end of the day, we were put on this planet as individuals to find our special place to give our greatness to the world. So in getting to know you a little bit more, Carrie, um, Tell me what are three words that best describe you? Oh, great question. Um, well, one of them, one of them I wear, I wear on my arm, right? I wear on my arm, which is relentless. I love that's, it. Uh, it's, that's just, you know, no matter what, you know, you, you, you're never out if you don't give up. Right. So relentless. Uh, I would say another another word is um, I guess, and, and in moving forward, that would be. And, and it's funny how my words are different now than they would have been six years ago, seven years ago. Totally different, right? But uh, is serving in in looking for those opportunities to serve and support, and 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 truly my shift in in how I want to show up is is in what can i give instead of what can i get right so serving or service and another word or the the final one i guess when we look at it is um legacy in in building building a legacy to serve and support others long after i'm gone that whether that whether that like i said that video or a post or something that supports someone through those dark moments or through those storms building a legacy that when people ask my kids or my grandkids someday not yet my kids are still <laughs> but when they ask you know when they ask my kids or grandkids right you know what was what was your dad like what was your grandpa like that they are proud to say you know what this is what my dad did. This is how my dad lived. This is who he was. And this is what I've taken from him. And that they want to also show up for the world in those same places that supports others. I love that. Relentless serving and legacy. Amazing. Okay. My next question is, what's something about yourself that you are working on improving? What what isn't something about myself? <laughs> you know, I think I think, and that's and that's so like there's so, so many times it, it like nothing in my life, and that's where I mean it's it's uh, I believe you know, and and that's another you know relentless in the pursuit of excellence, right? And and I believe that when you pursue excellence, excellence pursues you, and if you're not looking at improving in some area of your life, whether it's fitness, whether it's you know relationships, like anything, if you're not improving you're stuck and you just don't know you are. And that's so, so in every single area and right when, when I go back to it, what wasn't I doing? I wasn't pursuing excellence. And so that's where I'm not going to go there again. So in every single area, I'm looking at improving. So right across the board and that's, and so many times, and, and there's a lot of times people ask me, they go, how do you know, 
how do you know if you're stuck or not or what you know or how do you know you know what where wh what you need to work on or what you need to improve in and i just look at well what what haven't you tried to learn something about what haven't you tried to get better at right what are you comfortable with right now and that's where a point that i make and this is where again in looking back at well how could i have shown up better or what could i have done better you know back in my marriage was so many people will do research if they're going to go on vacation they read different spots they research what's the best hotel what's this what's that they'd put a bunch of homework into it if you're going to buy a vehicle you look at the different vehicles oh the different features of this and this and this but it's like when's the last time so for all you people that are they for everyone listening that's in a relationship or for people that are parents right when's the last time you read a book about being a better spouse or watched a podcast or listen or listen to a podcast or watched a video when's the last time you read a book about being a better parent right i didn't I took all kinds of coaching courses and and all this other stuff, but I never, I didn't look at improving that. And eventually, if you're not looking and you, to improve, if you're not pursuing excellence, you don't have to be excellent. You just need to be on in pursuit of it. And in those areas that if you're not pursuing excellence in any area of your life, eventually that's the one that comes around and bites you in the ass, right? And it comes by surprise. So take a look at where are you spending your time? What are you doing your homework on and having a balanced approach? Like, and sometimes it's not balanced. You're going to need different focus at certain things at once. But I don't think that there's one person in this world that's standing at the finish line that's and say, I'm perfect at where I'm at and I'm done on that area of my life. Because when you're there, look out because it's probably coming from somewhere that you don't know, right? So what area or what is something in my life that I'm looking at improving on? I'm looking at being a better father. I'm looking at being, I'm going to be like, I'm 40, 48. I'm going to be 48 in a few months. So I want to be 50. When I'm 50, I want to be in the absolute most dynamite shape of my life that I've ever been, regardless of all the bodybuilding and competitions and stuff that I've been in. That's what I want to be in as an, you know, I want to be, you know, so many things I want to be my, my mission statement. And what I have kind of for me is global impact through exploiting my gifts and the service of others. That's it. what I'm trying to improve. That's where I'm trying to go. So I know it's a kind of a cop out for an answer there for no, you. But it's, oh uh, my gosh. That. That's freaking awesome. I love that. Um, okay. My next question for you is what's a self-limiting belief that you've had to overcome? Oh, one of my favorite questions, Des, favorite questions. So often, uh, and this was the realization, the, one of the biggest takeaways I got from moving through divorce, right, was I wasn't thinking big enough. I convinced myself that this is the maximum I could do for businesses. This is the maximum I could do from a physical fitness end of things. This is the maximum I could do for reach and impact. And that's the story I told myself. And, and I was going to stay there as a result of that. Right. But after like from a limiting belief standpoint, it's like, this is what you deserve. This is the most you could do. This is the, you know, the, the, the circle that you're going to have, this is what it is. Cause you, whether you don't deserve more, you couldn't do more. You're not old enough and you're not young enough. You're not good looking enough. You don't, you know, you may, you know, make enough money. You don't do this. You don't do that. Whatever it is. That was one of the biggest lies that I told myself and I believed every day. And the minute I shifted from that again, what if, I am meant for more. What if there there is a bigger calling for me? What if I trust it and the and the places I go, the conversations I have, introduce me to people that I that you know some brilliant people that 
just helps expand that. What if? And trusting that what if has changed my world, changed my life. My gosh. Oh, I love that. I love that so much, Carrie. Okay. I have two more questions. Uh, the next one is, what's one thing that you want to see changed in the world? One thing that I would like to see changed. Well, aside from the cliche world peace, you know, <laughs> things like that, you know, uh, going down that road. But I mean, yeah, I mean, which is obviously something I would love to see. But you know, I would, I would love to just see people be able to be themselves without the fear of being judged, right? And being and and believing in themselves and be able to share a dream or share a vision with someone and not have someone else immediately say, well, you can't do that or you'd never be able to do that or give them reasons why and, and just be supportive and believing in them because everybody that has done anything brilliant and, and marvelous in this world, it seems they have to start at this pivotal, you know, rock bottom again, this setback, this crushing point or whatever in their lives. But, but I would love for people to not have to be at that place. Mm -hmm. And still people support them with what they're doing. And, and it's not that they don't feel their backs against the wall. There's actually support that they could go do that. So, and so being able to share, you know, my goal is to create this, or I want to do this. And instead of people saying, that's the worst idea I've ever heard, or this, this, that people just support them in whatever they do, because think of all of the ideas, all of the great concepts that are out there in this world right now that people are scared to actually go after or share because of fear of what people are going to say about them or judgment or things like that. Yeah. So absolutely. for people to not have that fear and be able to share vulnerable, be vulnerable and just go after whatever they want would be what a fantastic world that would be to live in. I would love that world. That would be an amazing world to live in. Okay. Last question for you is what's one of the best pieces of advice that you've ever been given? Well, I've shared I've shared quite a few of them, you know, even on on today, right? Like so so many of these things. But one of the, I guess, the best, you know, kind of like tipping points or, or advice or whatever that is, is I would say trust trust your intuition, right? And with yeah. whatever that is, if it's it, it could be the most simplest thing of, you know, what I'm gonna go. I always drive this way today, but something tells me I should go this way go that way. You never know what you're going to discover on that way. If there's someone that says, you know what, you should go say hi to that person. I don't know why, but do it. Right. And the same thing, if you're in a place where it's like, I don't think I should say hi to that person or, you know, whatever that is, trust your gut, trust yeah. your intuition, because there, there's, there's very few times in my life that I go back that I knew my gut said, well, are you sure about that? And every time that I ignored my intuition, I didn't, it wasn't an instant transactional thing that I got back. It's like, oh, told you so. But further down the line, my gut never lied to me. Wow. Trust your intuition. Trust your intuition. Go after it. If go it says to go it. do something, trust it. I love that. I love that so much. Carrie, is there anything that you've got going on right now? Any, um, thing that you want to make sure we know about in your programs or anything that we should look out for from you that you want to share with us? 
Yeah, thank you, Des. Yeah, there's lots. I mean, in in and as in our journeys, we always have soft spots, right? With certain areas or we, you know, and and things like that. And and one of my soft spots is for single parents, right? And and so I've created uh, courses for single dads and and a, and another one for single moms, where it's a small group that everything that I looked for in that storm as a single dad and going through that that I needed, and and as a single parent for single moms, like where where that would come from. And so I created courses that support people in that, right? So if you know someone that's a single parent, whether they just found out five minutes ago that they're a single parent or they're, you know, like there's there's people that have been separated, divorced for like eight years, nine years that are that are part of these things. And everybody brings value to share in these intimate groups that we have in the program moving forward, but the value they get out as well. So, so that's something that I designed that I truly believe it's exactly what I searched for and couldn't find. And so if you know someone that, that, maybe is looking for a little support, right? And, and that, you know, to lock arms with people that that they don't feel alone, that has practical lessons and tips and things that we go through in there. If you know someone that could benefit from that, yeah, send them, you know, let, let them know that there's that there's support and help for them out there. And and that, you know, from from that angle, that's of, of all the different things, you know, you know, you do and everything else, right? So that that's one of the ones that I have a, a soft spot for. And we and we always do different like they it runs for three months so it's always kind of cycling through so if it hasn't just started or we're not in the progress of it'll probably be starting soon so i'd be you know if, if yeah if people know anyone or if you are that person that's looking for you know just a little something i can learn and and for me that's just where i base everything on if there's something that i sign up for a book that i read and i get one point out of it and i spend 20 hours reading the book but it's one point well that's 20 hours well spent absolutely so that's that's one of the things that i've got but you, yeah you can get all the info on that through website and social media stuff and everything else so thank you for the opportunity to share that does yeah absolutely so what is the best place that folks can find you if they want to follow you or learn more about what your programs are yeah i would say website would be where I would direct uh, everybody. So it's carrykish.com for those of you that are listening, C-A-R-Y-K-I-S-H.com. And then on uh, all social medias, you know, Facebook, Instagram, all those, my handle is uh, at Kish Coaching. And I'm pretty active on social media. You can DM me there or send emails through my website, stuff like that. But I'd, I'd encourage you, if you get, even even if it's just a conversation or a couple of questions, I mean, I love to to serve and give value. So if, if there's anything that you want to reach out about, by all means, don't hesitate to reach out because that's what I love to do. Oh, I love it. Well, hopefully people take advantage of that because there is just so much more that we could have talked about today. But if people have questions or want to dig in even further, definitely follow Carrie on social media, reach out to him, check out his website. I'll make sure all the information is in the show notes. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for giving me all this time of yours today. I just appreciate it so much. And um, I know that well, there'll be more of this to come. I look forward to us doing this again soon. I'd love to. And and yeah, and, and acknowledging you as well, Des, the, the, the beauty that you're putting into the world with the Born Unbreakable podcast, inspiring people and, and all of that. I mean, it's just it's just the tip of the iceberg right now and where you're going. So I'm glad to be a part of that and more, more than happy to come back at any time and support you with anything I can. So thank you as well. Awesome. Representing Canada, it was so awesome to have coach, consultant, all-around incredible entrepreneur Carrie Kish on the show. 
I first just want to acknowledge his vulnerability in sharing the journey that he went on through his divorce. I certainly know that it's not easy. I know what that's like. If you are going through something difficult in this season of your life, whether it's in a relationship, in business, or otherwise, remember that you're not alone. Reflect and just have grace. Give yourself grace with where you are. Don't beat yourself up. Take the lesson and make sure that you're surrounding yourself with a healthy environment that will help you to not just process your situation, but to thrive past it. So the couple of things that stood out to me that I really loved about what Carrie said is that in the eye of the storm, we do have a choice. Staying stuck in it or doing the thing that he described is the what if scenario of really saying what if things were meant to be better. A lot of times there's a crossroad that we have in our lives and we're asking the universe and asking God or asking why me? What if there was something meant better for you out there? What if what you're going through right now is just the stepping stone to the thing that was really meant for you? Having the right mindset is so crucial and I just appreciate the fortitude that he demonstrated in his story. I also loved the advice that he shared about trusting your intuition. There is a reason why it's called an intuition and gut instincts and Usually it will not lead us astray. It won't lead us wrong. So when you have that feeling, when you don't know how, but you know you have the will to make that phone call, meet that person, get that introduction, start that business, take a leap of faith, trust your gut. Trust your gut. Another amazing episode. I am so grateful for Carrie. I'm so grateful for you for tuning into the show. Thank you so much for being here on the Born Unbreakable podcast. If there is anything that you want me to talk about, you want to hear about, let me know. I would love to bring a guest on the show that can dig into the kind of topics that you're interested in. So reach out. You know how to find me at Born Unbreakable on Instagram, send a DM. You can check out the website, bornunbreakable.com. And until then, tune into the next episode. Remember that you are your only limit. So take action today and I'll see you next time.